It's time for the Showtime and Timberwolves Show with your hosts, Paladino Joey and the People's Champ, Vince Germano. Welcome to the Showtime and T-Wolves podcast. I am your host, Vinrock, and joining me all the way in Golden Valley, Minnesota, the T-Wolves number one fan, Mr. Paladino Joey. Joey, how you doing, buddy? I'm great. How are you? How are you today? I'm, uh, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling pretty fine, actually. I've got, uh, I've got a nice uh, Peroni Ooh. sitting next to me. Nice and cold, straight out of the fridge. I figure it's uh, important to start off with a beer check. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. And here comes the <laughs> cracking. Here comes the crack here. The little... There it goes. 8-Bit makes its second uh, its second go-round. 8-Bit Pale Ale returns on a tall grass. Yes. And I noticed you sent uh, you sent someone a bit of 8-Bit on the, on the YouTubes there, I saw, mate. What's going on there? You forget, yeah. about, your old, you forget about your old pal Vin Rock down here, mate. Ooh, yeah, I gotta get one. I gotta get one to you. I, I do, and I gotta know to wrap it in bubble wrap too, because he was like, "Nah, Joey, remember that?" That was funny. I like well, that it's like, guy. It's like bloody hell, you got a free beer? Shut the hell up! Yeah. <laughs> He's like Santa Claus over there. <laughs> yeah, what a good kid that is. Mm-hmm. Starts a bloody uh, beer review pod, uh, YouTube show, and he uh, gets free beer sent to him. Better get on that. Oh, that'd be awesome! Yeah, he's done like over thirteen hundred uh, videos now. It's like uh, it's called Greg's Beer Reviews, by the way, out of Virginia. <laughs> Greg's Beer Reviews. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh. So well, we since, we, since we've got mm-hmm. oh, mate, my Peroni. Mm-hmm. It's uh, my country's beer. Well, my motherland's beer. Let's say. Mm-hmm. Italianos. Italianos. Mm-hmm. Now, Joey. Yes, sir. The T-Wolves, you've got to be feeling uh, very happy. For the most part, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they've kind of taken a turn a bit. Uh, they look, it's like they've finally woken up like how to play again. They've finally remembered how to play, or at least in, in a sense, they've, it's like, how do we even say it? It's like they're playing the way they were supposed to. In a sense, like the way the way they started out the season, it looked like they were going to play like the way they are now, and then immediately after that, it's like a couple of close losses, and then it was basically like they got the uh, the non clutch bug. Now all of a sudden they're starting to win games. Unfortunately, though, it's like they're still what is they five and a half games behind Dallas, so the odds of them catching that playoff eighth seed is still slim. But 
uh, at least there's a glimmer of hope, and, and there sure as hell a lot more fun to watch. Now, this uh, the first person I want to drink to. Yes, sir. Yeah. It's not Rick Adelman. No. It is Shabazz, who I always rated, Muhammad. Let's have a drink to Shabazz Muhammad. Oh, I'll, I'll drink to that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's some good mm. stuff. Eight bit. <laughs> now... This is the great thing about you being in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Is the feeling there that Shabazz has been an unexpected spark that the team was looking for? Is, uh, unex- unexpected? Yeah, in a sense. I guess from some parts of the media and obviously fan base too. It's basically like they see him the other side they saw him as some some of them were calling him like a joke and he's just like worthless he's going to get traded and now they're like huh yeah well he's providing something gosh he might earn some minutes and then the rest of us that have a pretty good idea that this kid can score we're not Kool-Aid drinkers for him now we're not we're not wearing no Shabazz uh, shades Shabazz shades if if that makes any sense (laughs) that actually sounds kind of cool hey let's Let's go on a t-shirt yeah, let's get this. Let's get this process going. <laughs> but uh, we we kind of saw this coming. It's more a matter of just play the guy. Obviously, we also could see coming what happened in the Sacramento game, where it was a bit of a you know, it's like the stock went up. The stock went up a little too fast. You know what happens when a stock goes up too fast? And it has a red day the next day, and that's basically what happened. You know. Well, look. As people probably guess by now, I am a Lakers fan, but I did rate Shabazz very highly uh, in a draft show I did on the Courtside Podcast. Check it out, iTunes. And I actually thought Shabazz was going to help right away. Again, I know we keep beating the same old drum. Why Adelman did not play him is beyond me, but let's have a look at a positive. He's playing him now. Let's hope he stays in the rotation. Let's hope he... He's producing. I mean, I don't want 20 a night from Shabazz, but he can give you 10, 12, 15, maybe bust out every now and then. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point. He, he, he could at least give you that much. It's not, you don't necessarily have to be shooting for the moon when it comes to Shabazz. It's more of play him, at least give him playing time enough so he could average like 10 points a game because I, I know for sure he could do that. I think both of us would agree on that one. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Energy. Mm-hmm. This is a... Gorgie Ding. I think two things are going to happen with Gorgie Ding. <clears throat> Pardon me. He is either going to turn into this, uh, we already know he can shot, block shots, but this real decent starting center, a defensive style center who can score a little, or he turns into a backup. But if he turns into the starting center that uh, I'd like to see him become, would that give you, if you're a GM, the confidence to trade Nikola Pekovic? Y- yes. Uh, yeah, because because Gorgie brings something Pekovic doesn't. That's the defense. Uh, me and the forecaster talk about that religiously on the recent Timberwolves Explosion <laughs> show. Check that out on iTunes, by the way. Uh, religiously. Well, then again, not just the last show. Like every show we've, every show he's been on anyway. Uh the rim protection that Gorgie Zhang brings is something really no one else on the team possesses. Uh, Ronnie Turiaf has some rim protection, but not not at the Gorgie Zhang level. And he's he's had a pretty good string of bad luck so far this year with a was that a fractured elbow? You got the sore knee. Um, 
Dante Cunningham playing center makes about as much sense as is <laughs> cutting a lawn backwards. I don't even know how to explain <laughs> that one. I, I <laughs> or drinking this beer upside down. That that's about how much sense that makes. That's got me baffled. Uh, uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No. <laughs> you got you twisted up now. Look I've, at me. I've, 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 I just can't understand. I mean, I like Cunningham. Don't get me wrong. But playing him at center is just uh, just ludicrous. Don't know what he's thinking there, Adam. And yeah. But I'll tell you what. If Deng does turn into that center, you, you're going to get something really good for Peck. Yeah. That... And you... that is what would improve this team even so much more. Yeah, like be it a better shooting guard, maybe a more two-way shooting guard, or maybe a more high-end small forward if they don't believe that Corey Brewer or Shabazz is the answer. Shabazz's physicality could long-term become the answer because that's a... Well, you know, it's obviously a wait-and-see still with that, but it's it's looking good there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Gorgie Zhang's energy, his shot, his rim protection in general, I mean, he and he could rebound... I think he's got a pretty good future in this league if given enough confidence and obviously bulking up a bit as well as uh, in order. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to set you a bit of homework for next show. Uh-oh. Get the paper ready. I want you to go on ESPN Trade Center. Ooh. And I want you to find me a trade for Peck. This is, you know, all... If 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 Deng becomes that center, we all hope he can. Hmm. I want you to hit me back next week with a with a, with a trade you might have. Okay. Now we're writing down here. Yeah. <laughs> click, click. Bill <laughs> Clark. Yeah. Uh, we 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 had a bit of uh, discussion on Facebook, uh, just a small one about was there any interest in Earl Clark that you heard of uh, in Minnesota? Because I thought, and I think you agreed, would have been a decent fit in Minnesota. Um, I, there, there was really no talk about him here. No, unfortunately, really? no. I, I don't know if it's because I guess it's kind of a logjam at the small forward position. Um, obviously, you got Corey Brewer, Buttinger, Shabazz, all that good stuff. That's when maybe a Shabazz situation would get would frustrate a lot of people again. Like now, now he gets even less playing time. You know, when there's when he's finally starting to get playing time. Um, I like him though. Uh, going to the Knicks, I'm not sure how much sense that makes either. <laughs> Like desperation. I guess I need to play somewhere. <laughs> He's another guy that has left the Lakers yeah. after he broke out and has regretted it ever since. Oh yeah, like what and, did he and, stay? Yeah. Well, money. You know, we, we couldn't pay him. He wanted to stay. Mm-hmm. We couldn't pay. Him. We offered him, uh, you know, a reduced deal of what Cleveland gave him. But you know, he regrets it now. And Shannon Brown's another one. Mm-hmm. Well, he's bouncing around now on ten day contracts, so you left the lake, get stuffed. You shouldn't have left, and uh, good luck to you. Now my Lakers, Joey, mm-hmm. still poo. <laughs> yeah, but yes. uh, we covered we covered <laughs> we Sorry. covered the uh, the trade uh, our teams the trades our teams did and didn't do last week. But I've t- got to tell you, I am absolutely cock a hoop about Kent Bazemore. Hmm. Can't Yeah, I mean, that's the move you got from Golden State. Don't wow. tell me. Don't tell me you haven't seen what he's been doing. Uh no, no. I'm just kidding. No, he's a. He has been. Yeah, I mean, what a what a godsend. Gosh, and I was all uh, spouting off about uh, Brooks being Marshawn Brooks. I'm getting a mix up with all these other Brookses out there. Aaron Brooks. Oh, I, I'm going to go nuts with that. But 
Um, yeah, I was all spouting off about what a great find he could be for the Lakers long term, but geez, what's up with this guy? Uh, I'll tell you something. Defense. Yeah. Yeah. Defense. Defense. But the kid is scoring. He's scoring. He is. And I, I didn't think he had that in him, but he's a, he's a great athlete as well. Can finish, runs. Absolutely stoked. Mitch has done it again. Uh, Brooks has been very good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll say he's been good. He has been very good. Marshawn, yep. Marshawn Brooks, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't think he sticks, honestly, but I definitely think Bazemore is going to stick, and I am absolutely wrapped with that move. I'm, uh, <laughs> I have been using it on 2K14 and loving it. <laughs> yep. That's the fun part. You can you can do that, that uh, what do they call it, the association deal with – we used to do it for years. We'd just put teams together with a general manager. we pretend to be general managers. <laughs> and we would just simulate. We wouldn't even play. We'd simulate to see how well the team does. Yep. So we were just playing GM, not like, okay, I'll put my team together and now I'll pick up the controller. You know, it's more interesting to see what they do on their own. Uh, Beesmore, yeah, he, he, he's already starting. Uh, that's, oh, <laughs> mate, that's just a bonus. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. I absolutely love it. And D'Antoni can't believe he's uh he's actually <laughs> teaching D'Antoni how to play defense, so well done to Basemore. An undrafted yep, undrafted guy who's gonna trade he's gonna teach you know what? he probably let's will drink, too. Let's drink to Basemore. Let's drink to Basemore. Basemore, right? Oh. <laughs> Come on, spat that out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. Oh it is. Now, you probably saw uh, Gasol's comments about lack of discipline and his hatred of the D'Antoni small ball. Which one was that? The... Did you see Gasol's comments about uh, oh, I didn't. I did the not. lack of discipline and the hatred of uh, D'Antoni small ball? Well, it's safe to say oh, yeah. these two aren't getting along. Even though Powell's still producing on the court at 17 a game, having a great last few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't blame him because that system has proven to win zilch, nothing. Yeah, it's stupid. Overall. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, once again, you know, D'Antoni comes out, I wish he would have kept it in-house. Well, <laughs> D'Antoni's kept, has shown no respect to Powell since he got there. I can't disagree with that. I, I, I can't. You know, And like we, when we say the whole small ball thing, it really doesn't, it's never been success, successful anywhere. Maybe short stretches in certain games here and there. And just we're talking short stretches, not long-term, you know, up, approach trying to make the playoffs, trying to get anywhere in the playoffs, which is obviously impossible. It kind of, in, in a way, is very, very much in relation to playing Donnie Cunningham at center. Talk about small ball. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he, he plays Wes, and I, I, I like Wes Johnson. And yeah, side note, lovely tip in yesterday, beat Portland. Yes, yes, congratulations, congratulations. I did watch that happen on uh, the league pass. It was bittersweet because, you know, I'm thinking draft pick. Uh, yep. <laughs> Pardon me, but he plays Wes Johnson at power forward. The only time I'm going small ball with a small forward at power forward is with, if I've got LeBron James. Mm-hmm. That's about the only time. I'm not getting like, – this is, this is Dan Tony to it. He's just an idiot, a moron. God, I hope he coaches the heat one day. Uh, Ooh. Uh-oh. <laughs> I just, I've just had enough. I, I've, uh, like, like Marcus said on your show with uh, waiting out Adam, and I think I'm uh, just yes. going to wait out Dan Tony. 
Yeah, it's Leslie Frazier syndrome. We're literally, literally like four games into the Minnesota Vikings season. <laughs> we, I mean, like I was talking on Purple Mafia. We all, I mean, at least I knew he was already he he was done, but there was no replacement on the coaching staff. So it's just you just sit and wait. You just sit and yep. wait the whole stinking season because there's nothing you can do. Well, the way it I sucks. say it, if there's better guys out there for the job, hire and there's a handful, mm-hmm. so and there are, yeah. See, this time there are, unlike that Viking season, but yeah, yeah absolutely, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, now there was talk that uh, you know, with Mello being a free agent, that the Lakers will offer him uh, a massive contract. Oh. <laughs> but I did read the Lakers have, well, there is talk that the Lakers have no interest in Mello and. Much to your chagrin, we'll throw everything at Kevin Love and <laughs> Kevin Durant in the next couple of years. Your thoughts, Paladino? I I, I hope you like Kevin Durant. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, the sad no. part is, the sad part is, knowing the Lakers' history, that actually makes more sense than Kevin Love. To be honest with you, the sad truth, like to every every Laker hater out there, you know which. I'm not anymore. I was in the past. Not anymore. Not anymore. That's why I'm very happy to be a part of this show, of course, <laughs> being a host or a co-host as we're going to, yeah, we, we're we doing the flip-flop right now. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I could just see that happening. I could see it somehow getting Durant. If, <laughs> if, if he doesn't win his championship in the next two years, I could see it happening, really. He's, he's going to get impatient. He's yeah, starting, see, starting I, to get impatient, isn't he? You can see he it. Is, well. A little bit. A little bit, probably a little bit, but I think he realizes the next couple of years he's got a massive chance to get one. Mm-hmm. I'm not as confident on Durant as I am with Kevin Love. I honestly think we are going to get Kevin Love. Yeah, and that's the sad truth. It's probably more likely because Oklahoma is good. <laughs> They've been to the finals. They're probably going back this year. Not that they're going to win or anything, but because mm. I think the East wins again. But um, personally. But yep. yeah, and obviously, what's going on in Minnesota? You got all these. You make all these good moves, and we're still five games out of the playoffs. Five games out. Ugh. I I was stunned when I heard that. I I didn't think you were that far behind. You're not going to yeah. make it now. I don't think. Yeah, it's like you think about that, and it's like you know we're doing so good. We're kicking Denver's butt. We we beat Indiana. You know stuff like that. We beat Phoenix yep. on the road. We're yep. still five and a half games out. It's like ugh, that's when reality sets in. But I think you've got a way better record than uh, a way better uh, run home than than Dallas, an easier run home. Yeah, that's the mm-hmm. yeah, that's the talk. Is the schedule is softer? Pretty much, we have a very soft schedule, so there's a chance. I mean, they need to get hotter than hot, though. They need to get like white hot to get to get in the playoffs and literally win like 50 games from here on out. Uh, what are we? One game above 500? It's like yay! You know, that's a tough, tough, tough mountain to climb. Yeah, you guys, you guys need like a 10, 10, 11 game winning streak. Yeah, we're talking hot, hot. Yeah, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Not I, sure if that's going to happen. No, we don't. We don't. I, I don't think we've won five games in a row. Like in the last, I maybe I'm totally wrong. I'm blanking on it, but I, I don't even remember winning five games in a row the last couple of years. Didn't you win your first five this year? No, uh, one of them was that almost tip in by Kevin Love that would have sent us to overtime, and it didn't go in. I know that was oh, one okay. of the. Yeah, that was like that put us at like three and two or three and one, something like that. I think it was two and one, but ah. <laughs> either way, we paused. Ne- maybe next year, Paladino. Maybe next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your last year of Kevin. Your last year of Kevin Love. 
<laughs> my heart beating. Yeah, I mean, looking at the next four games, those look like a lot of wins. So maybe that's seven in a row right there. I mean, they look like a lot of wins coming. Well, hopefully. I mean, look, you know, I love the table, so hopefully that does happen. Oh, you got to make the playoffs soon with Kevin Love or Wow. What's that? You got to make the soon playoffs soon with yeah. Kevin Love or. Uh, yeah, we we got the we're, yeah. It's like the over as the over energy drink players like to say, uh, "Backs against the wall," <laughs> because because it is you know our backs against the wall right now. And uh, look, before we head to a break, I want to I want to give a bit of a shout out or a bit of a slap in the face to Stu Benson. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's how'd you like that Ricky Rubio clutch three the other day? Did you like that, mate? Did you like it? Did you like it? Yeah, so much Rubio hate, and that was uh, hey, sure the sure the release was slow. Sure, Isaiah Thomas being with whatever height he was, he might have blocked it if he was taller. But hey, the shot went in. <laughs> yeah. As he, as as Hightower from Police Academy says, went in, didn't it? Yes. <laughs> and all and also the fact when one point guard's in there, the offense goes eight bleep, and when the other one's in there, the offense is is intelligent and good and clutch. So that, and that point guard is Ricky Rubio, the, the intelligent one. Yes. Sorry. Superstar. Ricky mm. Rubio. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nearly there. He will be. Don't worry about that. And with that, we're going to take a break and uh, refresh our beers. Oh yes. We'll be right back. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you could support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Too busy to sit in front of a computer? Simply search for and download Showtime and Timberwolves on iTunes for Apple devices. For Android, find us on the Double Twist app. And for Windows and Blackberry, search for us in the store icon. And now, back to Paladino Joey and Vince Germano. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Showtime and T-Wolves. Follow us on Twitter at Showtime T-Wolves and at Finrock44. Don't forget to call into our phone lines at 209-736-7877. That's 209-736-7877. Now back to Paladino and Vinrock. And we are back. And Joey, guess what time it is? What time is it? Retro Player of the Week. It is. And because I'm such a nice guy, I am going to let you go first with your T-Wolves Retro Player of the Week. Who you got for me? Look at this guy putting me on the spot. No, <laughs> no this is a guy who, well, I, I like to keep things related to what's going on, just to make it more interesting. So we've been talking a lot about Shabazz Muhammad lately, Timberwolves related, uh, where he was a dra- obviously a Fairly high draft pick, not too high, 14th overall. Uh, this guy was a 
higher draft pick who ended up getting traded midseason but showed potential at times and then kind of got overlooked by the Wolves, kind of kicked away for a guy who was really good, <laughs> obviously, for a while until he just bolted for Phoenix, Arizona, which is kind of related to this week as well. So his name is Daniel Marshall. Yeah, it's Daniel Marshall. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's just, it came. Uh, Daniel Marshall played for um, about half a season, unfortunately. Scored 26 points. I still remember it clear as day because I'm, I don't know what I have, photographic memory or something, but 26 points in his first game as a Timberwolf. I was thrilled, excited, like, oh my God, we finally, finally hit pay dirt with a draft pick. And this was 1993 before, yeah, 1993, my God, that's a long time ago. Malls ago. Ah, my God, 94. Yep, 94, pardon me, 93 is Isaiah Ryder. I, I thought it was wrong. Yep, 94, fourth overall pick out of Connecticut. Um, had that 26-point game and then just kind of dropped off after that, and everybody assumed, oh, he's just this bust. But then went on to have a pretty solid career later on. In fact, he got really damn good for a while there with the uh, Golden State Warriors, the Jazz and stuff. And I was like, geez, I think in some ways he was almost better than Googs. Whoa, 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 that's... Okay, in some ways. Far. Don't get too far. <laughs> in some ways, like I said, in some ways he was almost better than Goose <laughs> at times. Um, very strong defensive physical player. I I would have taken him on this team after obviously after Gugliotta bolted for Phoenix because he hated Stephon Marbury. Um, yeah, they, he just couldn't stand him. He had to get the hell out of here. So, uh, Daniel Marshall, very productive career over the course of time. Played until 2009. With his hometown, Philadelphia 76ers, he is now age 40 and four years retired from the league. I like that pick. I, I uh, always liked Donnell. He uh, And he had some big games too. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I think it was one one day he hit like eight or nine threes or something and oh. uh, averaged in the high teens for, I think it was Utah, I think. Remember? Yeah, he was yeah, he was with them for an extended period in the early 2000s. Yeah, I mean, I see him as a kind of guy that Shabazz could become possibly. You know, with the because Shabazz is a pretty physical rebounding small forward and I could see Daniel Marshall and Shabazz being kind of related a little bit, maybe. See, I think I think Shabazz could have a a, a better career than Daniel. I hope so. That would yeah, be great. I really do. It could be, but like I'm I'm just trying to keep it low end, you know what I mean? Yep. Try not to try not to be like <laughs> Yep. Nice yeah, that's right. Run. I'm not afraid to make the big calls, mate. You, you, you obviously you are, but I'm not. And uh, <laughs> but I'll make them. Now that was a good pick. Very good. Uh, look, my pick is. Uh, I tell you what, when we got this uh, young, outstanding point guard, I was absolutely wrapped. It was '93, uh, '94. Spent five years with the purple and gold, and that was Mr. Nick Van Exel, Nick the Quick, Nick at Night, whatever you want to call him. Uh, was an all-star at the Lakers. Uh, he, look, there was rumblings coming out of college that uh, he had an attitude problem, so he slipped to pick 36. And uh, Jerry West said, uh, thank you very much. We'll snap him up. And uh, he's time at the Lakers. He averaged 13, nearly 17, nearly 15, 15, 13, 16. Mm-hmm. Uh and just, uh, he was clutch. He could carry an offense. Uh, he could hit guys with a great pass. You know, just it was the perfect point guard to have with Cedric and, and Vladi and, and Eddie Jones and all those 
the rest of the guys. Uh, such it was just so much fun. Just wish we had him to uh, had him when we had those championship runs in the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think my best memory of Nick, or one of my favourite memories, was uh, I think he hit a game winner against uh, San Antonio in the playoffs. But I think they knocked us out from memory. That was a long time ago as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, familiar. Nick, mm-hmm. Nick the quick, and I do. I took me ages. You might be able to find them uh, over in the USA, but to find a Nick Van Exel jersey here in Australia, mm-hmm. uh, I got mine about five years ago. Was very hard, but I managed to find one, and it uh, is one of my favourite jerseys. So yeah, Nick Van Exel, number nine. Yeah, not number bad. nine, not bad. And I always wonder how how his chemistry would have been with uh, in in the championship years. But well, it, if it worked, it would have been that would have been one hell of a team. Maybe maybe it would have won four or five in a row. Who knows? Yeah, well, he was. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? It probably wouldn't have worked. <laughs> yeah, that's what but, I'm wondering. Kind of, but uh, it's always a shame he, he didn't get a ring because, like, he, he finished up in '06 and then the, with the Spurs, and then the Spurs go and win a title the year after he retires. So he mm-hmm. just missed out. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I could watch Nick the Quick uh, play all day. Yeah, there's so many good point guards like that. That you know, good point guards, good players, where they were so close, so close, and then didn't get it. Like. Uh, uh, Derek Harper is another one right there. Oh, I missed it by like this much. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, I love Derek oh, Harper. Oh, so good, what wasn't a great he? Great point guard. He was awesome. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are going to go, you crazy. Derek Harper wasn't awesome. But you know mm-hmm. what? He was darn good. He really was. He really That's like was. a throw in retro NBA player. We'll call him. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're... Well, and well, with that, we'll move on to our bar fight award. I'll kick this one off. <laughs> Look, I'm going to give my bar fight to uh, to injuries, the Lakers injuries this year. Ooh. I think someone might have pointed a bone at us and just given us a curse at some stage. It is ridiculous the amount of injuries we, we've copped, and I, I've just had enough. You know, Nick Young comes back, we lose him. Nash comes back, we lose him. Kobe breaks his bone in his knee. Oh. Cayman gets hurt rolling out of bed. Gasol does a groin. We just cannot take a trick, so... Uh, I, I, I'm just hoping that we just have our, we've had our fill of bad luck the last two years with injuries. Hopefully next year when we get Kevin Love. Uh, How dare you? How dare you? Injuries are finished. <laughs> new coach, new beginnings. Let's get it done. So, yeah, line up the injuries and just whack them over the head with a bar stool. That's my bar fight. And then wipe it out for good, right? Uh, that's it, mate. That's it. <laughs> Who you got for me? Who you got for me? Paladino. My favorite point guard in the whole wide world. Can you imagine who that guy might be? Ooh, <laughs> I think I know. Yeah, it was the uh, yeah, the little blow the little blow up he had with our favorite coach because our favorite coach finally did something right and took the guy out in favor of Ricky Rubio in the fourth quarter. <laughs> was it about eight minutes left in the yeah eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, which is unorthodox because. Berea must own the fourth quarter. It's all his. He's he, he's the Comcast of the fourth quarter in the NBA. He has to own everything. So <laughs> that's basically it. And then ultimately, Berea, yeah, the way he just, he stood there flailing his arms out, like, why are you taking me out? You know, just flipping out at Adelman. And then Flip Saunders ultimately later said, hey, what, what what's the deal here? You know, you can't be doing that. That's not professional. Something along those lines. And Berea basically uh, said, well, that's who I am, you know. It's a, that was basically Beret's response to all that. Well, that's how I am. 
I'm going to get upset because that's just the way I am. Great, great, Berea. I'm glad you. <laughs> I'm glad you're able to be yourself and. Uh, Please be yourself and sit down when the better point guard is out there, and we're winning games on the road with you without you out there. Uh, so we know who he is, and he's selfish. That's good. He is very selfish. Puts it oh. himself for the team. That well done, Juan Jose. Uh, <laughs> Juan Jose Berea. I'll drink to that. <laughs> I'll take drink to anything at the minute. Oh yeah, Peronish. Now uh, look, you've got some uh, fan interaction. Joey, do you want to hit mm. us with some fan interaction, brother? I do? No. <laughs> yeah, we, on the Facebook page, as you may have heard in the jingles out there with my beautiful uh, uh, big boy, big voice uh, jingle there. Big boy, big voice. <laughs> oh, I, I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. Tanae Brown out of New Zealand, a good friend of the Timberwolves Explosion, has come over to this show as well. Thank you very much for that. Ask us a question saying, what do you think the Lakers can offer the Wolves to make them consider trading love i i know the wolves aren't considering offers but would love would love to know your thoughts pardon me yep well being the laker fan i think uh, i'm uh, qualified to answer this yes yes. well maybe i'm maybe i'm not uh i would say to flip everyone is available bark kobe (laughs) wow they take your pick who do you want you want Powell? you got him you want ryan kelly you got him you got cayman Jordan Hill, you got him. Nick Young, you got him. Just whatever works, get it done. <laughs> what about what about Brasmore, huh? Huh? Oh, if, if I'm pronouncing that correctly this time, I don't know if I am or yeah, not. You got the Hankisms going. Um, what? No, nah, yeah, you can have Bazemore stuff him. If it's for Kevin Love, you I, can have Bazemore. Yep. Yep. Okay, sorry. <laughs> now I'm getting the Hankisms, aren't I? Uh. <laughs> well, yeah, look. If we could give you Gasol, but I mean, you're not going to take a you're not going to take a thirty soon to be thirty four year old power forward, even though he's playing well. No, I, so. I I still remember that rumor. Was it just last year or so? I think, or two years ago. I was like, no, come on, don't do that. Even though he's a good player and all that good stuff, but Kevin Love for Gasol, I I think that's kind of oh. suicide. I mean, if you can get him uh, as a free agent. Yeah. Gasol, yeah, do it. I mean, you can play yeah. him at center and, you know, okay, he's got the rim protection, but he does block shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not bad uh, at defense, no. Would you trade Peck for Gasol? Ooh, uh, kind of depends on how win nowish we are, if you know what I mean, how close we are to winning. Right now, uh, I think we're we're closer than our record, if that makes any sense, but... Obviously, that depends on who the coach is next year, and Gasol's obviously would be one year older. So, oh, that's a really tough one. Um, (laughs) Pekovic missed a lot of time again this year. Imagine that. That's the other part that's frustrating, too. Yeah, yep. That's a tough one. Um, Again, it kind of depends on how close we truly believe we are to winning right now. Gunty hit, gunty hit. Gun to my head. Yep. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. I wouldn't do that deal just because I love Gasol, but I love Peck. <laughs> but I still, I still wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So, so it makes sense if if the if the Lakers don't want to do it, that means the Wolves should want to. If you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. Yep. yep. You want to you want to be ahead in the in the deal. That's it. <laughs> so we have one more coming up here from Kalen Woods, a 
well-known Laker fan and a good friend of Courtside and Timberwolves Explosion. Yes, he says, I really hope the Lakers keep Sacre, okay, I'm just kidding, Sacre and Bazemore around long-term. Cheaper long-term deals of guys who can do a little on the court, but more for this. So he puts up the, looks like he puts up a, yeah, it's a link to Bazemore hitting a uh, winning shot. That's what it was. Yep, so he said these two have have got the art of bench support down to a fine art, and every team needs that. Oh, I can I see what he means. He's showing how they yep. were really excited. Yes. Yep. 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 Well, look. Mm-hmm. Yep. Look. Uh, I'm happy to keep Sakurai around as a backup. For, if he wants to stay for the next ten years as a backup, I'm happy with that. He, he's he's not that bad mm-hmm. as far as backups go. You know my thoughts on Baysmore. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, look, if you know, like, I don't think baseball's going to cost us that much either. Either, so uh, <laughs> I hope they hope they stick around. I, I I do like both players. Could have a nice future, at least for the team. Sometimes you maybe yep. maybe one of them's the next Trevor Ariza. Maybe that's uh, but but I, I'm never going to get it right. Beesmore, Beesmore, <laughs> Beesmore. There we go. Beasley, no. <laughs> <laughs> Could be like a Trevor Ariza. Remember how he emerged and ooh, love Trevor, really love good. Trevor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Me too. All right, if there's no more fan interactions. There is not. <gasps> At least not recently, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, look, do hit us up on uh, Showtime and uh, T-Wolf's Facebook page. Just uh, give it a search and uh, like it. And, you know, interact with us. We love talking Lakers and T-Wolves. So, uh, yeah, and also you can find us at Showtime and T-Wolves, would you believe, on Twitter. Yeah. You can find me at VINROK44. You can also find Showtime and Tables on the sportsstuff.com, iTunes, and Double Twist for you Android users. And for you two or three Blackberry users out there, <laughs> uh, you can find us. Uh, what's that store they use? It's uh, just the, the store itself. You know how all these yeah. smartphones have stores? Yeah, it doesn't really matter. It's Blackberry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> same with the Windows. You just find it in the store. But I'm sure there's apps too, like podcast apps. So, yeah. Well, Joey. Yeah. The, uh, I think my beer's run out. No. And you know what that means? That means. It's end of the show. means we have to go. Damn it. <laughs> Thanks, Joey. It's been fun. Absolutely. You're welcome. It was. I've enjoyed it very much. And thank you always. I'll uh, don't forget that homework, and I will speak to you next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Go Timberwolves. Go Lakers.